coming out of clothes. I'm in Wonderland when she coming down the pole, and I don't care if she take all of mine. Like it ain't sh- but a dollar sign. Diamonds unthought, coming in froze. Got too many girls to let one of them. This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Holly Seymour, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bowe knows. We got at Clutch City Cam behind the glass. We've done a little bit of everything today, a little bit of NFL Doing some, uh, just kind of some funny stuff. Having a little fun in the offseason. And uh, we came across an, an interesting story that Jerry was teasing before the break. It was about Outback Steakhouse, right, Jerry? Yeah, so basically this guy said he uh, he posted, I went to Outback Steakhouse by myself tonight and asked for a table for two, then got progressively sadder as the night went on alone. Do you think they'd give me my steak for free? So, And this is on Valentine's Day. So he, he got to everything on here. He gets his table. He posts that. Then he says, uh, I even wore a suit jacket. My man's in a suit. He said, well, the 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 waiter walks up. What do you want to drink? Well, I remember she loves Chardonnay, so why don't we start with a glass of that? He orders himself a beer, a Chardonnay for his lady that was never going to show up. Then as the waiter comes around kind of nervous and doing his thing, kind of, hey, um, do, can I do anything for you? He just pretends to leave voicemails. I'm here. Let me know when you're on your way. So that everyone can hear. He said, before you know it, everyone was uh, everyone in the bar was looking over him, you know, kind of feeling bad. So he said when he had parked, he got he got his jumper cables out of his the, the bag, you know, those clear bags that they come in. And he and he stuffed it with a uh, with like tissue to make it look like a present. So he had like the gift <laughs> sitting next to him. He had the gift sitting next to him. And I mean, he shows it. And there's not a sadder image than a guy in a suit at an Outback Steakhouse with that gift with a Chardonnay on the other side. And. Eventually, he said the waiter walked up like, hey, can I? He said he grabbed the Chardonnay straight out of the thing and just chugged it on. Just no, just waiting. Um, Basically, he ended up getting the steak for free, though. They felt bad and it worked out for him. But uh, I just think it was hilarious that he did this and documented the thing. But I mean, he's got fake voicemails and everything. Her name was Catherine uh, or whoever she was, and she never showed up. But my man, finesse the game. (laughs) What? Great. I could just imagine like the. What an idiot! <laughs> I can just imagine like the Outback guys or the voiceover guy and like his Australian accent, you know, like you want some shrimp on the bobby, you know, like going after him and trying to bring him more bread and just kind of, you know, keeping this thing going and going and going. It's perfect that it's an Outback. Though. You start really acting is. like a psycho. You yes, start carving her initials into the, the table. table. You're <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> they're like, sir, can we do anything for you? More Chardonnay. That's perfect, though, right? I mean, that's a good scam, but if. It's that it's similar to that other scam where you just keep ordering more stuff when they keep trying to bring you the bill. Like, oh, I think we want another dessert. Oh, I think we want some more drinks until. But the problem is, eventually, you got this big tab. But this guy, he found the way to get sympathy to get out of it. That that's amazing. And usually, servers, they're you know, like Valentine's is like their Super Bowl. You know, that's where they make some serious money. It's a hard night. I'm surprised they had as much sympathy for him because that's a big night for them to make money. And you're wasting all this time on this dude that it's never going to pay off. I should have DM'd him his, uh, Holly's number to him so he could have taken her to Hooters for <laughs> buy 10, get yeah. 10 free. Yeah, I mean, you have the coupon and everything. It would have been great. Another person not having a great week is Matt Kuchar, the golfer. So he won one point two nine six. 
And from what I understand, he gave $5,000 as a tip to his caddy, which is supposed to be much larger than that. So people uh, went back to to see who are the worst tippers of all time uh, that are in the worst tipping Hall of Fame, let's call it, uh, for athletes. LaShawn McCoy came to the top of the list in March of 2015. The Eagles running back left a (laughs) 20-cent tip at PYT Burger Joint in Philadelphia as a statement. He said, for awful service. 20 cents. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever worked in the service industry, but it's tough whenever you get something like that. And I can yeah. guarantee you that he's a diva, and yeah. his level of service would have been great for us mediocre people, but it's I, funny that's ridiculous. He, 20 cents. Yeah, he literally just posted on his Instagram the other day, and he was like at a restaurant, and there was a dog sitting out there, and he was like, just enjoying my food. And I want to be like, oh, but did you tip, bro? But I didn't want to say nothing <laughs> in case he's coming back to Philly this year. Yep. I didn't want to say anything. How about but- Scotty? <laughs> Scotty no tipping Pippin. During his time in Chicago, they said he once left a $25 tip in, on an $800 tab. Oh, wow. Charles Barkley says there's nobody cheaper than Scotty Pippin and Michael Jordan. Oh, man. I've heard that, though. He's got that nickname, man. It's a, it's a real deal. Um, so I used to work in the service industry one time, and I, I had just started at this place called Dos Hermanos, a little Mexican restaurant, and I mean, I was having trouble. I was late on everything. I think I dropped a queso. Oh, no, I remember what it was. I had my train, my queso uh, overflowed into the rest of the plates. had <laughs> oh, cheese no. on the bottom. <laughs> Man, the tip they, they left me was uh, don't bet on the Oilers. And the Oilers didn't even exist here. <laughs> and this is before my betting. I mean, this is just don't bet on the Oilers. It's all the ticket said. The this clever is, person that gives you uh, advice, like yeah. the actual tip. Yeah, you yeah. pick it up. You're like, man. <laughs> Whenever you, awesome. you're a waiter and you have bad service, you just you cannot wait for that table you leave. Like You're like, please just let this nightmare end. Don't up. order dessert. Just get, get out. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Please. And then when they when they leave, you're like, okay, let me go clean this up. Oh, they left the tip. Wonderful. They had a lot of writing, you know, and you're like, oh, well, maybe. And he said, just don't bet on the Oilers. That's all it said. <sighs> it stuck to me to this day. And, and you haven't bet on the Oilers since. So. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> what, I mean, but I, again, though. It's it, waiters is tough. Hector's got one for us. What's up, Hector? Hey, so uh, yeah, I used to work valet um, in uh, downtown at the Marriott, and you know we get celebrities, you know rappers, things like that. And Lupe Fiasco actually came in, and he's he you know was checking in. He said, "Hey, can you just leave the car up front? You know, I'll take care of you. I got you. Whatever you need." And um, you know, it's a nice spot right there. Like he left his car right in the front. He had like this nice. Uh, Escalade or whatever uh, came out. Give me two dollars. <laughs> two dollars. After that, man, that's amazing. Like people think two dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> okay, well, how about uh, D'Angelo Williams? 2015's NFL rushing touchdown. D'Angelo uh, touchdown king. Sorry, D'Angelo Williams left a 75 cent tip on a 129 dollar bill. I'm yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And then he tried to come back and, like, explain himself over, of course, social media, their diaries. Of course. And that's this Dear new thing. Diary. Yeah, go ahead. Dear diary. <laughs> Dear diary, I tried to leave nothing at all, but I couldn't <laughs> find change. I was pissed, so I left 75 cents. So it takes one and a half hours for you to get me three salads and pasta, and it's not packed at all and slow by her standards. Like, come on, man. They I have a story where the too. waiter got revenge. Um, so? My uh, my best friend used to work at Papacitos over by 610, and he, he had been there for a while, so he knew what crowds tip, what crowds didn't. So he already kind of had an expectation of like, all right, you know, this table's not going to tip me anything. 
Well, they didn't. They literally left him $0 on it. I think he said it was like a $67 tab. So as they were leaving, he brought back, you know, as they were walking out the front door, he brought back the actual receipt where there was no tip, and he wrote in, don't come back, and he gave it to the guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. No yeah. tip Warren Sapp went to a sports bar to watch the U.S. soccer team in 2014. His tip, he left none. And he put, boys don't tip. He says, this, he defended himself by saying it was horrible service and the waitress kept calling his crew boys. <laughs> I've had lots of horrible service before, but I've still left something, like at least like a few dollars. Does yeah. Warren Sapp tip his prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question here. That, that's a loaded question, Jerry. Uh, the, the word tip can be very, uh, you know, people can take that he different ways. He donates to their college fund. <laughs> they got a little jar and drops a dollar in. No, I'm not surprised at all with it. And they all claim the same thing. Oh, the service was horrible. And look, well, and sometimes like you get bad service, but yeah, that and you're bad? so stacked with your contracts to so just leave a few dollars and be like, okay, well, I'm not coming back then, and just yeah. don't come back. Like tip them and don't go back. Like be be the grown up here. Yes, I can't walk out. Hello, I'm poor and I can't even like I still have to tip. Come on, man. Yeah, and then that's a new thing, right? With these waiters, you know, screenshotting the you know oh, yeah. the, the bills and then putting them on social media and putting these guys out on Front Street. And I mean, Tiger Woods is one of the notorious guys, too, that doesn't tip from what I can read. So they're scared about it, too. I went out with one of my friends in Philly and he goes, "Uh, here, can you do the bill here? Sign the tip for me. And I'm like, well, how much do you want me to put? He goes, you're the girl. He's like, I don't know. Figure it out. Because like that's it. They really will. Like you said, they'll expose people. And it's embarrassing. Nobody wants that. No. And servers have gotten fired over that, you know, for for putting that stuff on Mm -hmm. social media. So because you are putting somebody's credit card info out there. Of course, they have X'd out most of the credit card numbers. So I don't think anybody's really in jeopardy. But you are exposing your customers and making them look bad, even though they kind of deserve it. Yeah. And how do you I mean, imagine if you're a star, though, I would feel bad. Like, man, I can't leave like. I know they're going to say something. You know Better what I mean? Uber you know, Eats. I work in radio and I'm worried what they'll yeah, think. Exactly. <laughs> you just order Uber Eats all the yeah, time with no tip. They never like, go out. They're like, Ugh. I'm addicted to not tipping. No yes. tip. No tip. <laughs> just tell them no tipping, Pippin. Just hand it to them. See if they get the joke. I don't think they'll find it funny, though. Something tells me. It's awful. No, it is. It is. That's like the Ubers, though. Like, they had a discussion about that a while back. Like, do you tip your Uber drivers? I'm like, dang, we have to tip everybody now. Like, it's ridiculous. You better. I mean, especially because yeah, you have all those Ubers ratings. Get, they'll rate you now. I'm like, wait, you can rate me? I'm drunk all the time. So I know my rating is probably like negative I know stars. my rating last night was super oh. low. <laughs> you got dropped off at the wrong house. That's hilarious. That's sure old house. Yeah, yeah, we got to get into that. Yeah. That's that's one of the best parts of taking a taxi. Uh, you don't have to be nice or really give a crap. You right? know, you just, <laughs> just bring your Clorox and, wipes to wipe down the seat yes. before you get in. Get in and out and you can... <laughs> Act like whatever you want. You can slam the door as hard as you want. All right, guys, we're going to get to a bunch more. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. Yeah, 
This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. You are listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. You can reach us at 713-780-3776. You can always tweet the show as well, at Moneyline 97.5. It's Josh Jordan. we got Holly Seymour, Jerry Bow, and, of course, our guy Clutch City Cam behind the glass. And, of course, we've got Hector here doing a little podcasting for us, which brings me to this point. If you missed any of the show, you want to go back, podcast arena, Moneyline, boom, you're good to go. So we've been we've been having a little fun today. It's, you know... There's no football and, you know, basketball's on the all-star break. So we're just kind of doing some different stuff. But one thing that we do have coming up is NFL free agency. I believe March 11th is when these guys can start doing the uh, the legal tampering period, as they call it, to where you can kind of have agents and players and teams talk and, and kind of see if, if there's a deal to be had. So I'm looking at this list from Sporting News of the top free agents. So let me just name a few and... And specifically, maybe for the Texans, if there's some guys we think might be a good fit. Now, the first few guys, Demarcus Lawrence, Cowboys pass rusher, he's probably not going anywhere, and I don't see the Texans doing anything there. And number two, they got Clowney, because Clowney hasn't been franchised yet. Um, I mean, he had, a, he had a really nice year last year. He's 26 years old. So quickly, I'll just ask you guys, with Clowney, you think they franchise him or long-term deal gets done? I think that you have to franchise him. I think with the big contract you gave J.J., the big contract you gave Merciless, who after he got that contract didn't really do anything the last year and a half, and you have Tyron Matthew that you have to worry about. There's there's too many holes right now, I think, to give him a big contract. And it took him two years to get to the level, almost three years to get to the level he was at. I mean, he was basically you know not there the first two years, and so I, I think giving him a big contract is a mistake. Franchise him. What do you guys think? <clears throat> yeah, go. it's tough for me there. I, I, it's you. I think you got to keep them though. Yeah, you have to keep them. I don't know how you go as far as doing that though. That's that's where I'm stuck. I don't know if you do it if you sign them for a long term now. If you if you, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I I'm so stuck on the clowny thing because again, what happens with JJ? What's, what, where, where does the defense go as a whole going forward? And I don't know if, if sticking a bunch of money on Clowney is, is where you go. I mean, there's so many holes on that one team that you yeah. can't fill it by putting all your eggs in one basket. But then who has Clowney been lately? You know what I mean? Injuries aside, I think he's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and with JJ maybe not being who he was at one point, then who would you rather have if you had to keep one? I mean, JJ's older, but JJ had the better year. I think I think he had like 15 and a half sacks, something like that. And Clowney's never had double digit sacks. He's awesome against the run. So Clowney does have, you know, some really freakish ability. I just I'm worried. I don't want to pay him that Khalil Mack money or Aaron yeah. Donald money. I mean, that That's seems like like when I called yeah. and talked to you guys last yeah. week. And by the way, I meant franchise him. Don't sign him long term. I said don't franchise him. Oh, I gotcha. Was, yeah, but um, your strength, like you guys were saying, you have so many other holes and missing pieces all over the field. Your strength is your D-line. Yeah. So, I mean, why are we like, I, I, honestly, I could let, I could be okay with Clowney not being there. So. You know what is refreshing to me about this is the Texans typically with, with Rick Smith at GM, 
you know, they'd be extending guys like Brian Cushing and Matt Schaub a year or two too early when they didn't really have to do that. Yeah. At least now they're kind of taking their time and, and making sure that it's the right deal for the team. And remember, they signed Arian Foster early when they didn't really have to do it. Um, so I don't see them making those same mistakes anymore, which I think is encouraging, but it also tells you what they think if, if they haven't given him that long-term deal yet. Yeah, I think that they're, I mean, they have concerns. common sense, though, all over the field, You like you said, you need corners, you need, yes. you need everything, you need running backs, you need... You need everything. O- <laughs> you have nothing on the O-line. You have no line at all. You have way more places that you could throw that money at. Like I said, why are we still building up just the strength on the team? Go somewhere else with the money. I agree. And if we look on this free agent list, the first offensive lineman that gets mentioned, at least the first offensive tackle, is Trent Brown from the Patriots, who had a you know really nice year. And it looks like they're not going to bring him back. Remember, they drafted Isaiah Wynn uh, out of Georgia – and he got hurt like right when the season started. He never got to play. So I think their plan is is for him to take over and let Trent Brown go. He was really good as a left tackle this year for the Patriots. You have any interest in him in him maybe? It's going to cost you though. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a gist of just exactly what kind of money Clowney is going to ask for. That's what I'm saying. He's going to want Khalil Mack money. And that's, what, yeah. that's what's yep. crazy cuz that 141 6 yep. year with the 90 million guaranteed yep. and, Twenty more in practical guarantees. It's 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 crazy because he broke through. Now everyone's gonna see that. Now, if you look at the 2019 free agent pool, there's a bunch of double digit sack guys: Ziggy Ansah, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, yeah, uh, Cameron Wake, Arapko, Clay Matthews, Bruce. I mean, at way cheaper of prices. Yeah, and the thing That's for me point. too is is he's going to get that that DN outside linebacker money but is he is he even really that like that's what you drafted him for but we saw he's much better inside against the run like he's not your prototypical double digit sack guy he's going to get you six or seven sacks and he's going to stop the run so are you going to give guy who's that DN but technically plays like a D tackle all that money like it just I don't know it doesn't make sense to well me it would be right very now. Texan-ish though I mean yeah. since it yeah. doesn't make sense I'm just sitting here waiting for the Texans to like they're like the ones at the doctor's office you know those little uh, block things they try to put the circle block in the square and you're like <laughs> yeah. just stop you're making life so complicated I'm waiting for them to do something stupid and like throw all this money at a weird position and you're gonna be like what That's stupid you no. did you no, did everything Texan. That you could possibly do wrong. And, I mean, they were okay last year. The Aaron Colvin thing did not work out. But Tyron Matthew was pretty good. So, you know, they had some nice pickups. Well, no worries, guys. They're bringing up back a player coach, Brian Cushing. So the defense will be all right. I love that. Love that for them. He's going to help with the strength and conditioning. He just needs to make sure he doesn't overtrain anybody. Or they, they could be in some trouble. at home, yeah. Brian. <laughs> Keep them at home. And what about running back here? It looks like finally, like Alfred Blue is a free agent. I think finally we're going to go into a Texan season where if Lamar Miller goes down, you're not counting on Alfred Blue to carry the team. Obviously, you know, Foreman is a guy that they hope can get back to the way he was before the injury. Lamar Miller's got a decent-sized cap number. I mean, I mean, it's not huge. It's not going to kill you. But here's who's available at running back. You got Le'Veon Bell. You know about what he's going to cost. He's, he's going to cost a lot, the, the very upper tier of running back money, which I'm actually okay with. I'd love to see him go do that. Right under him is the guy we talked about earlier, Mark Ingram. Now, that one seems like it might be a – you wouldn't have to pay the world to get him. Yeah. and 29 and, years old. Yeah. 
maybe two or th- you know three year deal that really only goes two years. And I mean, he's also been switching off. You want a back like that that's able to switch off their carries because he's not taking that much of a workload. That's true. So for his age, he's not as banged up, and he's got probably got a little bit more left in him. Yeah. So, that's whereas a fair point. you're seeing the opposite on Le'Veon Bell. I mean, not to say Le'Veon Bell's not amazing. He is. I'm just saying like he gets way more of a workload. So. And That's then true. Mark Ingram's being attached to Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator yes. for the Ravens, and he's had much success over his career of reviving old old guys and to, to reviving their careers. Speaking of reviving careers, what happens to one Adrian Peterson? Oh, man. You know, he's a free agent again, too. And he was a guy that we said, hey, pick him up for the Texans last year. A veterans minimum deal. It wouldn't have cost you anything. I, I wonder if it's the whole... You know, his issue with the the child abuse thing. No, I think you know. it would be too easy for them to yeah. do the right thing. So I think that they were like, nah. 4.2 <laughs> yards per carry, 251 uh, carries. But Darius Geis comes back. It's, yes. Don't forget that he was – there was a lot of talk about Darius Geis going into that season. Yep. Uh, he was going to be that guy. So does he take a step back? Do they use – AP bring him back as a safety blanket? Does AP want to be that? Uh, a guy just as a safety valve, basically? If he gets hurt, I'll come in. Uh, if not, I'll take five rushes. It, it doesn't seem like AP wants that. He felt it last year, and he sees, man, I could still be a primary running back. Let me go play somewhere. And yeah. I think that's what he'll ask the the, the front office of, of Washington before they like, hey, am, am, am I just a, a handcuff, or am I really going to get to play? Because you saw what I did last year. I deserve to play. Yeah, and if I'm AP, why would I go back? We don't even know if we're going to have a quarterback. Like, AP went there, you know, believing Washington was going to do something, and it looked like they might, and then all of a sudden injuries just compacted on him. If I'm AP, I'm coming home. Like, I'm coming back to Texas. Like, I'm playing for a hometown team. I'm close to home. Like, that's what I would would do. It would make sense. And it makes sense for the Texans to do. Like, you're not trying to sign a guy to be your next, like, running back for the future like you're just getting a plug and play until you can draft somebody for a year or two like. so i know you guys want him in houston but side note um what about jets are going to be a team looking for a, a running back that they he might fit yeah. in well over there that makes a I'm lot kinda, of sense i'm kind of interested to see actually who they're going to sign because i feel like they're going to do some big moves you hear a lot about them if they would go after bell they're saying they don't want to spend that money i think you know with peterson he's just got to take whatever he gets offered i remember he yeah. was a late ad last year he was he may not even have been on a team if it wasn't for that. He guy's might have injury. wants and needs, but yeah. he's going to take what he can get. Yeah, I mean, he's going to let him play. He's older. He's got a little bit of some issues in his past, and I don't know if you saw. He he came out and did a, an interview after all his indiscretions, you know, with the child abuse stuff or alleged, however you want to frame it. And he said like he was still spanking his kids, and nothing's really changed. You know, whether that's the case or not, maybe don't say that in an interview when you're trying to get a job. You know, maybe just be like, yeah, I really learned a lot from that, and we just hope to move on. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe not. Yeah, well, you know, he acted up the other day, and I gave him a fresh one. You're like, yeah. yeah, it's probably not what Put you Put my hands said. on him again. Yes, exactly. Not real hard, though, but That's a bad a move. It, what about some of these other guys? Tevin Coleman? I don't have a lot of interest in him. Do you guys? He's young. Yeah. He And, and I guess I'd be curious to see what he do, does with full seasons of being the number one because every time that you would see the one get hurt there, he would shine. You know, yeah. Many times in fantasy, you would plug him in and he'd be that play of the week. So I'm curious, but to me, he seems more maybe of a pass catching back. Yes. So what about one Marshawn Lynch? That's interesting. It, look, I, obviously, he's not a Texans type <sighs> guy, right? 
I'm kind of over him. Yeah. I mean, I love him. Don't get me wrong. But I think that his time's kind of closing. John Gruden says he's unsure if Lynch even intends him playing in 2019 after missing six games uh, with the groin and the core muscle injuries. But since 2017, he's over four yard per, per, per carry guy, which is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, good. I think Lynch wants he to is. stay in Cali. Yeah. Like that's that's why he, he came back was to stay in Cali. I think if it's not Oakland, it's not going to be anybody for Lynch. Yeah. I mean, we've seen he, he's content with not playing football. Like, you know, he goes on these shows, you know, he tokes and smokes a little bit, you know, <laughs> yes. like... He, yeah, he could I, just be, like, a YouTube sensation. I'd watch is. him. I'm yeah, like, hey, he's very entertaining. Y'all, my whole team's on this list. It, it is. Jay Ajayi's <laughs> on here. I, I wonder if, if he's going to find a spot. He's coming off that injury as well. And, you know, I think Washington has to get somebody back to them with the Geist thing, because he's coming off an ACL. So they got to have, have a backup, They got to have something, something in case that doesn't... Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't Rob. repair. Yeah. <laughs> God, how many years are we going to have to worry about him? it's time for some new blood with these running backs, right? I mean, so many of these names, Adrian Peterson and Doug Martin, Darren Sproles, Marshawn Lynch. It feels like I was playing fantasy with these guys in the 90s. We might get a lot of retiring. Frank Gore is up there, 35 years old, <laughs> looking Gore. for a deal. 35 years old for old school. It's, and, and, and in running back years. I was about to say, that's yeah. crazy. Spro- Sproles, you don't hide back there with your 35 years, too. <laughs> hey, don't hey, come hey, up you better here. calm down. He's going to play one more season with Philly, and then he's retiring like a G. But that's what's insane, right? Because then you see AP, and he's 34, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. he, he's more. He, he's running like 30. And you know, with running back years, he's that means he's about 40. And yeah. It's, it's just rough. And just to wrap up this a little bit with wide receivers, uh, Golden Tate, Funches, don't John touch. Brown, Jamison Crowder. Any of these names stick out to you? Maybe Adam Humphreys or, or Beasley. It feels like oh, the yeah. Texans could use a slot guy. And don't get me wrong. I like you know Kiki QT, but guys hurt all the time. It'd be nice to have somebody. That's that, like Will Fuller. Love yes. the kid, but God. Nice to have I mean, somebody you could depend on yeah. to actually suit up. <laughs> then, you, then you have uh, Hogan, uh, Tavon Austin. I personally like Jermaine Curse. He... Uh, he just, I don't know, he, he's a gadget player. He, he is. It's just, and I don't know, he's going to be available this year, 29 years old. And I don't know, just looking at this, it's just, like you said, it's like I'm playing fantasy back in the day when yeah. I'm Randall Cobb, you know. I mean, it is. Like, I guess I'll take him. Jamison Crowder's up there at 25 years old. Mike Wallace, like yeah. he's been around forever. I guess from a Texan standpoint, you might be just thinking, just, just uh, I'll draft health. Yes. Give me so health Jackson. with Kiki QT. Yes. Give me health. And I'll take that. Give me a, a healthy whole season of the whole wide receiver core, how it's supposed to be. And let, let's let's try that for once. That would be amazing. It, it, and I, we're about to go to break, but it, it's always shocking to me how we're supposed to have, like, the best medical facilities in the entire world here in Houston. But it seems like our decisions on injured guys is one of the worst, like signing yeah. Ed Reed with the hip issue. Y'all yeah, misses so many hamstrings. Yeah. I was like, do you need mine? Like, yeah, I mean, God, we, we can't get that figured out. But, you know, now we heard Brian Cushing's here. So <laughs> everything is fixed. Everybody will be fine. Nothing to see here. All right, guys, we got another couple segments for you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby, baby. How you living, Biggie Small? Imagine and Biggs is giving ends to my friends and it feels too This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. 
Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. Josh, Holly, Jerry, Bow, Cam behind the glass. We're having a little fun today. Last segment, if you wanted to check it out, we're talking a little bit of Texans free agency. It's not that far off, guys. And remember, free agency is before the draft, so that could definitely determine what your Houston Texans are going to do. We also talked a little bit about what to do with Jadavian Clowney. But uh, Jerry sent this story to me. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, it was about Rivals.com, right, Jerry? It's crazy. I just ran across the story. Basically, someone came up with a draft profile on a high school kid and just put a bunch of stats and a bunch of schools that were sending him offers and whatnot and sent it to Rivals. And before you know it, it blew up, and the guy was considered top 10 and <laughs> out, of, out of Tennessee or something like that. So... It's just crazy, though, this time of year, and I'm, I'm more than proud to be able to talk to someone like Lance, someone that yes. we see Lance in here, literally, he's stuck to that TV a few months back now. Right now, he's in the prime of it, and he's going. He's a madman with it right now. All day long, that's what he's doing. He's looking at these players, rewinding it. It's, I mean, that's what he does, but... That's why this story is so crazy to have someone go out there and make up a player and yes. then no one, not one person have obviously no tape because the guy doesn't exist. And <laughs> and all of a sudden the guy's, he, he's a three-star recruit because he has whatever offers on the table. It's just crazy Then the world we live in now, that's what you get in. You get, it's, we live in a world where people, if you make a good draft profile, they'll get on you like they do Lance. If you make one, if you make a good one, there's other guys that'll steal it verbatim, word for word. You'll yes. see some guys yes. use it like they did the 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 research, and everybody wants to be a draft expert. And, and trust me, it's nothing that you would think. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's sit down and watch. It's nothing like that, but it's just a funny story to think that this happened and it got that far, and it was that easy. And it makes me think of like those scams you see like on Dr. Phil with the catfishing, like, oh, I've been dating this person for two years and he lives in Africa and I've never met him, but I'm in love. That's me. Yeah. And then they end up, <laughs> they end up like taking the picture of the guy and then you find out that it was just like some photo they stole off of Facebook and it's really just like some person. So I'm thinking with this rivals guy, you know, the guy that's photos yeah. in here, he's probably like, is that me? <laughs> like, that's, like, hey, yeah, that's not my name. That's just me in a compression shirt. Like what the hell is going on? on the apparently cut, i'm a draft prospect now the person that creates that pulls up to the meeting when whoever goes to sign them it's a little kid to get dropped off by his mom like <laughs> you're here to sign well they are getting signed earlier and earlier jerry i'm telling you see those stories of like eighth graders signing with like alabama and stuff like that it's crazy but i'm not surprised i mean we'll believe anything now especially if you see it on twitter you're like oh must be true this That's guy looks incredible me. rivals.com says he's great it must be the case so, man, that, that, that's just a silly trap that people fall into. But I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, actually. You know, that people are just kind of – we get our information such on the surface level now. We don't really question anything. We just go along with One it. One thing I won't question is buying a piece of a certain superstar's, I guess we could say – Body parts. Oh, I love this already. I cannot wait. Tell me more. What you got for us, John? <laughs> All right. So, you know, Edelman had the gigantic playoff beard, and it went through the Super Bowl. Jul- Julian Edelman I'm talking about. And a few days after the Super Bowl, he went on Ellen, and she shaved his face live on the air. I mean, this is a big beard. This isn't just like a, a week worth of stubble. I mean, yeah. this is a, you know, it's like Fitzpatrick beard kind of big. So he goes on Ellen and gets it shaved off. 
And now you can buy pieces of his beard that has been in a resealable zipper uh, zipper storage bag. And there's an auction that starts running on February 28th. The minimum bid. What do you think? I got to throw this out, everybody. What do you think the minimum bid is to get some pieces of Edelman's beard? I've never paid more than twenty dollars for pubic hair. <laughs> never have I paid more than twenty. This is awful. I mean, uh, are you? Who's the? How do you feel being the first guy to put your bid in? You yeah. say, I'll, I'll take two hundred fifty. And your wife's looking at you like, yeah. what's wrong with this guy? And you don't want to insult him and like bid too low. No. Like, you know, you're like, oh. No. So, Holly, what would you bid for some of Julian Edelman's beard from the Super Bowl? Okay. Oh, you mean what would I guess? Because I definitely would not be yeah. bidding on his beard. I mean, why not? I, this is disgusting. <laughs> First off, I hate the Patriots, but um, that's that's so unsanitary. But um, yes. I'm going to say 500. Okay. Cam? Maybe. What do you, what would you what would you pay for a piece of Julian Edelman's playoff Kim knows beer? because he's the one that started it. So go ahead. Uh, first off, I would pay nothing because I have my own glorious red brown <laughs> caramelized beard growing. Uh, I mean, on the real, like two hundred dollars. Okay. Minimum bid one thousand dollars. Oh my god, they have too much money to play with. Yeah, yeah. is this for a piece of hair or the whole thing? A piece, a chunk, just a little like yeah, strand of it. They're auctioning off pieces of the hair in, in Ziploc baggies. So cool. so, I mean, once again, we talk about the gullibility factor. Do we even know that's his hair? You know, like I could start my own website and be like, I'm selling Julian Edelman's beard. Who would know? Yeah, and if I'm a friend of this guy. And I don't know this is happening. And I see a piece of beard framed on my on my dude, my homie's wall. I'm not going to believe that's Julian Edelman's beard. I'm going to be like, bro, did you just frame your own beard? Like, I'm never going to believe it. Is there any part of any athlete that you would want, like Ooh. a like a Dakimbe toenail? <laughs> I'd pay 500 for dude. You know his toenails are. Those are those wild ones. Ooh, like I, like when Shaq photographed his feet. Like exactly. That kind of, oh, man. Exactly. How much would you pay for a, for a Shaq toenail? You know? I don't know. I'd probably buy something, like a body part or something off of Juju Smith's body. Juju? Like, I'd probably pay to buy something off of him. I'm not going to lie. But that's that's super creepy. So I hope that, like, nobody's really paying attention to this part. I mean, why do people but, have this? Do you want to, like, clone your own Edelman when years have passed? I mean, what's the, do you frame hair? Do you give have it you, as a gift like yes. you give it as a gift to like your your girlfriend or something that's like in love with him you want to clone edelman here's some steroids yeah <laughs> you're gonna need that here you go you're gonna need some of that it's just usually with you know memorabilia you get like a jersey you can frame and put on your wall what are you gonna do with hair you know seriously frame it and put it on your yeah. wall still no, is that a baggie of hair framed on your wall like who would do that People are crazy, man, but it makes sense. Like, only Pats fans would, you know, yeah. would, would want to do that. Of course, yeah. they'd probably rather have Tommy's playoff beard. But, Gross. You know, Edelman will have to do. Piece of, a piece of lettuce that he took a bite off of or something. Like, <laughs> yes. You'd be surprised on how many wild people are out there. You've seen on eBay where it'll be a bag and it'll be like, air, air from Kanye's concert. Uh, yes. <laughs> I sat third row. They'll even show you the, the seat they sat in. You're like, man, come on. You, you farted in that bag and, and put it up. That's. That's you. We have weird feelings about that. I mean, you see that in, in, in like Asian cultures where they have like underwear that you can buy in vending machines. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> I'm serious. So like, creepy. it's so strange. But you know, I guess I guess I've seen everything. If you want some of Edelman's Holly playoff has beard, a pregnant woman fetish. 
<laughs> Shut Ooh, up what? and leave me alone. No, I do not. Okay, it's not with the DMs. Oh, uh, God, get out of here. We're not exposing my DMs. So <laughs> this week, Kirk Cousins took to Twitter to say, this season feels so far away, so I want to do a getaway, a giveaway to keep all you Viking fans excited. What do you want me to give away? That didn't go well at all. First response, how about a playoff berth and not losing to the Bills and the Bears in the second to the second string? I missed that option on your poll. How about $84 million from the fans? This <laughs> is great. I love it. Everyone, this. give back some of that contract so the team could build around you. It did not go well at all. Why would you open yourself up to that? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They say quarterback is all about decision-making. That's a terrible decision. Why would you ask your fan base that? All right, guys, we got a lot more stuff to get to. Most importantly, Jerry's got some plays for you. You know, there's an NBA All-Star game tonight. Jerry's going to hook you up with some plays, make you some money. We got one final segment here. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Moneyline. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. It is your final segment of Moneyline. Josh, Holly, Jerry Bowe, Clutch City Cam. Got Hector doing the podcast. If you missed anything, guys, hit Podcast Arena, Moneyline, Always hit us up on Twitter at Moneyline975. So we, we got a few more things to hit on here. And I just saw this during the break. Jerry showed this to me. Um, Baker Mayfield. Li- living up to the name. Li- living up to the name. Baker, Baker likes baking. Uh, he, he looks a little bigger, guys, this offseason. And you don't want to fat shame anybody. but He's looking like Kitna. <laughs> He's looking like Kitna. It's holiday weight, guys. It's holiday, it's holiday weight. It's a Valentine's weight. <laughs> New Year's resolution started a little late. That that kind of surprises me. I, I hadn't seen the picture, so if you guys haven't seen that, go check it out. It's a it's a little alarming. But uh, anyway, we get sidetracked here. What we do want to talk to you guys about is Jerry's picks. We got the All Star game tonight. He's got some plays for you. He's going to put some money in your pocket. So Jerry Bo, what do you have for everybody this week? Nothing to take too serious as far as the All Star game. So just a quick way that I attack it: the totals, play the overs. One, two, three, those three quarters. And that fourth quarter usually slows down. Yeah. Those last six minutes is when people start taking those possessions really, really, really important. I guess they, they take them serious. So, But through the first three, it's a basically an exhibition. Last year saw the second highest total ever set, and it went under by over 40 points. So it, it just expect the game to slow down. In-game bet it on the live as soon as it gets to that, that say, mid 
before the first commercial of that third in the in the third uh, quarter, go start start getting to hitting the under because it's going to start. It, 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 the numbers change. It's not gonna. It's not going to throw in the fact that they slow down the game for the last six minutes of the game. You know what I mean? So that's the way I usually bet it when I do, and it's a complete degenerate play. But if you're looking for any kind of angle, that's the only way I usually take because. To, to put a name on either side and say, yeah, confidently, I got a feeling that team's going to, they're going to be the ones less hungover, uh, <laughs> then that doesn't work. But to get serious, Missouri State takes Loyola. Missouri State's 14 and 12, 8 and 5 in the Missouri Valley Conference. Missouri State's 10 and 2 at home, but 4 and 9 against the spread on the road. The last two team uh, meetings between, between these two teams, it was 70 to 35 win at over, uh, over Loyola. Now, Loyola is going to be motivated for payback. They only had four shots in that whole second half. That's why they got blown out. So what's changed since then? Missouri State's defense is 352 overall defending the three-point shot. That's over 40% that they allow. On the other side, you got Loyola ranking first in the following categories. Efficiency, efficiency field goal percentage, three-point percentage, two-point percentage. So the efficiency level has gone up on the uh, uh, for Loyola while Missouri State is trending in the wrong way. Overall ranks, Missouri State, they average 71.3 points per game, but at home, 67. It drops four points. Every one of their stats drops. Field goal percentage drops 2%. Rebounds, they drop by four. And if you look on the other side, Loyola, they gain. On the road, they score 66. At home, 72. That's six more points while the other team's losing four. At home, they shoot 49% field goal percent from the field. That's fifth overall in the whole NCAA. At home, 36% from the three-point line, 21st overall. Give me Loyola minus six in a big bounce back revenge spot after getting blown out 70 to 35. There you have it. So also, Jerry, they should probably follow you on Twitter too, right? Because you're always giving out in-game plays, right? At Jerry Bone Knows with a Z is where you can find it, especially on Sundays. Last Sunday, I got home and I started unloading one live bet after another. We went, we swept the board last week on live bets. So I'll be doing the same probably an hour, an hour and a half after the show's over. Once I get home and get settled down, we'll start the live betting. So yeah, just go over to Sports Map. You can find all that. If you want to hear a, a whole breakdown on the games themselves, go over to Sports Map and go to AJ's uh, Dream Pod that he does with Brad Powers. That's wonderful. And all the Basketball information you could possibly imagine is on there. Man, we got some great gambling stuff on Sports Map, guys. So if you haven't checked it out, every morning just you know have a look. We have some new stuff posted every day. Great contributors. Sports Map's awesome. At Sports Map HOU, if you want to follow it on Twitter, and then you'll just get all the stories right to your phone through Twitter. So that's a great way to do it. We were talking about uh, Baker Mayfield there a second ago, and I saw this article on who had the best draft classes from this past year, and the Browns came in second, which it makes some sense, right? The Nick Chubb pick really worked out. Baker Mayfield worked out. And then going with Denzel Ward, the corner, a lot of people thought they might take the pass rusher there. Those three plays worked out. We were talking about the Colts a little earlier, too, and they came in at number one. And here's why. This is pretty impressive. They grabbed Quentin Nelson in the first round, started all 16 games. They take Darius Leonard, the linebacker. He started 15 games. And then they took Braden Smith, the offensive tackle, and he started 13 games. So if you get three like solid starters out of your draft, I mean, you are killing it. And and that's going to continue for the Colts because – I truly believe they have a really good GM. So that brings me to our Houston Texans, right? 
typically we always know the Texans are middle of the pack on almost everything. Remember, they didn't have a first or second round pick. Where do you guys think the Texans landed in this list out of all 32? <clears throat> if I'm just scrolling, I'm not looking. Um, I would say 17. Close. What do you got, Jerry? I would have said somewhere around the 24, 25 range. <laughs> okay. All the suspense, I'll take it away. They came in at 21, and they actually got a B. So a B, a B in, I mean, somebody without, was drunk grading them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right? I mean, without a first to second round pick, that's pretty good. We know Justin Reed was awesome. They grabbed yeah, him in the, yeah, in the third round. Stole Lance had him and, uh, as a the, late first the tight end. The late tight end. The dude that's like thirty. Yes, that's <laughs> Jordan Akins. Yeah, Love that. he came in. He started six games, played in sixteen, and uh, the other one, Jordan Thomas, the other tight end, he started ten games. QT. Only started two because of the injuries, but he looks like he's going to be a good player. So I just kind of want to throw that out there. And then the team right under them, Holly, <laughs> your Philadelphia Eagles, okay, came in at That's twenty-two. That's because we got scammed. No, you got, <laughs> got a B minus, uh, Dallas Goddard with the, your pick in the second round there. Very good blocker. Yeah, and then uh, looks like Maddox did okay for you at corner. Nine starts. You had a lot of injuries at corner this year, but hey, at least you know you guys didn't have a first round pick either, and you still managed to get a B. So I'll take it. Yeah. So you got to like that this goes to prove though you don't have to have first or second round picks to have a good grade but man it sure helps if you're like the colts or the browns man and this is this is important for the texans because we've always seen in the past with rick smith he does really well with that first round pick and in the middle of the draft has just been a huge bust and this year you had no choice but to only draft in the middle of the round and you kind of nailed it so i think that's a big improvement as far as the texans you know past histories of, of, of screwing up the middle of the round. This year, they, they nailed it. And I think the why they nailed it, they didn't draft by need. You didn't go into this offseason and go, they got to get a safety. You know, you didn't really feel like you that. You took what was Yeah, best you took of, the best player available. Mm-hmm. And, it was a steal. Yeah. So mad, too. Y'all know I say that. That was my pick. I'm so, so mad. Yes. I wanted Reed so bad. He's a good player, man. Came out of Stanford. He's a bright dude. And you know, it, there are rumors that people didn't want him because of his brother and all the, the anthem stuff. But do you, you know the funny part about that? I totally didn't even snap that that was his brother, yeah. like through all of it until like midway through the Texan season. I was like, oh, that's why. Like, I get it now. There's there's kind of a, a big age it. gap right there between yeah. the brothers. Is, is, you know, you, you, you the Bennett brothers, you know, it's like one year apart. Like, you know that they're brothers because they're so close in age. But it was the same thing, too. I just saw Reed and didn't even snap to him yeah, until like the second game of the season. I was like, holy crap, this is his younger brother. It was around the time of 1080p and his parents took a break. They were like, let's watch a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to but this. How, like, how lucky Have you do seen you... this flat screen? <laughs> <laughs> These are flat screens, man. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. How lucky do you have to be, though, to raise like two kids that both make it to the NFL? Like, I feel like that would never happen to me. I would get like I was watching two the, loser kids. <laughs> watching the uh, the NBA contest yesterday, seeing the Currys, you know, and then yeah. the dad, and you're just, it's just crazy to come up like that you know it just it's like they're destined but then it makes you wonder though why a lot more of the kids from these athletes don't make it you know what i mean because sometimes you i mean you could say that for any big player and say where where his son at where's you know where's anybody's son that ended up going to the hall of fame why didn't they go there too you know it's just tough it's or you could you could raise Lonzo Ball to be better than LeBron James, God. according to his dad. Oh so you know, it, percentages you never don't know. matter, Josh. <laughs> they don't no, matter. That is so funny to me, though. Speaking of the Lonzo Ball thing, like 
They were ranked. The, he wanted. He was like, "You're teaching my kid how to be a loser." Oh, here, but we really want to go to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, the loser, yeah. loser. Like that is like the number one take all else possible team yes. in the league. Like, yes. I'm so confused. He wanted to start a cult with the big baller, the BBB stuff out there, and like sell to a different state or something. I have no idea. You can't reason with that guy. <laughs> he just really just like opens his mouth. He's like, whatever comes out. Yeah. Thank you for joining us once again on a Sunday with no football, but we try to bring you the winners where we can find them and lots of laughs. Once again, uh, like every Sunday, we sign off. Josh, Hector, Cam, Exo Holly, and your boy Jerry Bow. Peace.